Welcome, everyone, to our podcast, Connections. I'm Michelle Prouse, and joining with me today is... Lynette Ellis. And Angie Bradburn. And we're doing Conversations on the Couch. Angie, thank you so much for coming here and for being willing to share with us a little bit about yourself and your family and some of the adventures that you've been on. So how about you start out with just telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure. So I'm from St. George, Utah, and uh, came from a family who was always super active at getting outside, playing tennis, into sports and things. But probably our most adventurous activity was like car camping an hour away. So that was like, ooh, that's a big deal. And then I met my husband, Kevin, who is from uh, Walnut Creek area in Northern California. And uh, he kind of taught me a whole new meaning of what adventure is. So um, we probably, I knew from the very beginning that I would have a life full of adventure when we drove off in our uh, Volkswagen bus um, on our honeymoon. And... Uh, my mom cried. She thought, what will ever become of my daughter? Will she be de- living down by the river? And that would be Kevin's dream. We would still, he would still love to do that if I agreed. But anyway, so started off with that. And then since then, we've had five kids, four boys, ranging from 25 to um, our youngest daughter, who is about to turn 12 next week. So, Oh, my goodness. I can only imagine how my parents would have reacted to that, too. That took a big leap of faith for them, I'm sure. Yes. So did Kevin grow up in a family of hippies? I mean, where did his wild hair come from where he was so willing to be so brave and adventurous? Yeah, I think from his dad, he always just had a love of having this great adventure maybe as a goal. And um, his dad passed away at a real young age of 49. And so sadly, he didn't really ever get to live any of those goals and dreams. But I think because of that, Kevin always had he just always had an adventure in mind. I mean, he has a long list of places he still wants to go and we've been a lot of places, but, um, and he also learned, you know, I think part of his love for Volkswagens from a very young age has just kind of made that always a little bit more adventurous because when you're in a Volkswagen, you never know if you'll get to where you want to (laughs) go. And, um, so, you know, at BYU, when he was going there, he actually lived in a, in a bus, a Volkswagen for, a while, I mean, probably a good year, uh, with a roommate and a dog. And it would, that was just part of, you know, that was, he loved it. That was what he wanted to do. That's, that was his choice. And so, um, I've learned to just become very adventurous. And because of it, I would never, I would never have been able to do the things that we've done and have the experiences that we have had as a family and getting out of my comfort zone and just getting to places where, you know, sometimes you might feel like, is this, are we okay? (laughs) And then uh, only a few times have I been really mad because I thought we might, (laughs) our life was in danger. (laughs) But I'm always a great story to tell. And the outcome and the memories that we've been able to share, the people we've met in the world are just worth every minute of being nervous you know, for a few minutes. So, so, so did you adventure just even as you were just having young, you know, little babies, did you, yeah, I mean, we not let that stop you. Yeah. We started off when we were newly married, we lived with his 
parents out in California for a bit, and we traveled. Probably for the first year of our marriage, we spent more days in a tent than we didn't. Um, and, you know, that was all, that was new. That was a lot to to get used to, but I loved it, and I cherish all those memories of raccoons attacking our tent and grabbing our food, and all those things are just just awesome memories and, you know, building character and, and we always, my husband's into rock climbing. And so from the very beginning, we took our kids at, I mean, when I was six months pregnant, I stayed in a tent for a week at a time climbing. And then when I was, had a six month old, we did the same thing in a tent climbing. And those experiences have just kind of made our family what they are. And, uh, I think we've had some really great times and adventures together my kids remember those more than anything they've any gift they've gotten or any you know thing that they've been able to carry in with them but the memories are what are special to us so that that is just like a one in a million wife okay so I actually have the personality I've told you this before Ange like I would totally do it I'm down with that I'm a I am totally a wildflower I think like Kevin I really I really jive with that but I can't think of hardly any other wives in the entire world that would be okay with that, that would be okay with more than just a couple days in the tent and, you know, maybe some safe little things as long as they were close to their family, et cetera. So props to you. You, right? you talk a lot about Kevin being very adventurous, but clearly you have just a great big open mind and a heart for those types of things. And I just think that that's so, so cool. That's really awesome. So what was your favorite Volkswagen back in the day that you guys would kind of oh, pal around in? Man. Well, probably and the one. And you still have it in the garage because you have some pretty amazing Volkswagens in your... Yeah, we have a little bit of a collection, but uh, probably just a Westphalia camper that... The, I mean, so many memories of little kids, like two and three kids, just camping up in the mountains somewhere and popping the top and sleeping and dad and one of the little kids hanging off and, you know, just doing s'mores on the stove inside. Those are just priceless memories that my kids still do to this day. My kids all have a love of Volkswagens because of just those memories that they had with mom and dad getting outside and, and exploring nature. I mean, my kids grew up in nature and being one with, with the rocks and the, the dirt, you know, so We've been really lucky that way to be able to get outside. I love that. So have you involved your children in planning where you go, or do you and Kevin have this list that you follow, or do they do they decide, um, help decide where? They do help decide, but Kevin just is usually the instigator. You know, he'll say, hey, I want to go climb Kilimanjaro, or I want to go, and my kids are never opposed. Dad's always like, that's the fun dad, you know, everything that dad does is super fun. So they're always on board with whatever adventure dad wants to take us on. Um, I'm always on board. Sometimes I'm a little more hesitant because am I really going to hike to almost 16,000 feet or can I do this? But I think he knows that I can. And so that's what's awesome about, you know, I trust him. He knows I can do it. And we work together and we make it work. You know, it, it has worked for us. It's what we love to do. It's just part of who our family is. 
So, yeah, they're always on board. Wherever Dad says we're going, we're going, and we, we have a lot of adventures to remember and talk about and treasure. That's so cool. So I have to know, I'm dying to know, what was a bigger adventure for you? Was it getting a dog or was it oh gosh. doing something like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro? Yeah, the dog was... A, <laughs> <laughs> I survived my first year. Yay, go me. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, Kilimanjaro. Yeah, tell us more about that. Yeah, that so, had to be... Yeah, that's Amazing. probably one of our top, you know, our top favorite trips, just because I think the whole experience was so great and just once in a lifetime, I feel like, you know, and um, we were able to, when we travel to places and you can get this experience, you don't have to travel the world to get this experience. You can do it right here in Utah. There's so many great places to have these sort of mountaintop experiences where you can feel the beauty of God's creations and you're there with your family and that can happen anywhere but we just have this love of travel and visiting cultures and people and learning how people live in other places and getting to know them and so whenever we go and do a trip like that we also love to do the adventure part but we also love to do some sort of humanitarian service part along with it and so we're sort of taking from their community and getting that experience but also giving back as as we are there. And so when we did do, uh, Africa, when we did Kilimanjaro in, uh, 2015, we went with the Riggs, the Craig and Kristen Riggs and their family. So that was awesome. They're good friends of ours and they travel a lot with us, but, um, we were able to work at a kids, Kilimanjaro kids community orphanage. And so we were, we helped make meals there. We helped build, build a chicken coop. We built playground equipment. We played soccer. We just got to know and love the children there. They were just so amazingly happy. And there was just a joy about them. And I love taking my kids to places like that because it helps. Hopefully, it teaches them just to feel gratitude and to learn from these kids who really don't have a lot of... of uh, tangible things but they have so much joy and so I think uh, hopefully it's taught my kids that you don't need things to find joy and you can be happy and they they were so happy I mean we loved them we fell in love with these kids and we were able to teach them um, computer games and you know school on the computer and they went to school every day so that was really lucky for them but they did learn how to um, become educated through more games on the computer too. And my my daughter was able to teach them some computer games and my son and Dylan Riggs. And so that was super fun for us. And, you know, some of my sons had um, nice cameras that they would take pictures of and the kids would just crowd around and like so excited to see their faces on the on just the little screen of the camera. I mean, they it was just like Christmas to them. They just were so happy to see yeah, themselves because, because they, they don't see. I do, I don't think they have mirrors. They don't. That's just not a thing they do there. You know, they don't care about their appearances. They just care about. I don't know. Just just finding joy and being happy and and I just really loved that about 
being able to um, connect with those those people there. I mean, it was hard not to take one home, you know? Oh, seriously. But they were beautiful, and they taught us a lot, and they just taught us how to be happy in whatever situation you is that you are in, that you can find joy regardless of what your, you know, circumstances you're in. So, so anyway, we got to do that at the first part, and then we did spend... Uh, so it took us about five and a half days to get up the mountain, and we had hired a service, which you have to do. And it was hard. It was a lot of like digging deep and mentally being strong enough and telling yourself, I can just keep putting another foot in front of the other and just keep on going. And my son, Gavin, was 11 at the time. He and Dylan were both 11. And that's a pretty young age to conquer that mountain. And so, but Gavin really wanted to do it. So we started in and you, it's amazing. You go through so many different climates. You go through a rainforest and you go through desert and you go through, you know, a bunch of trees and you go through barren, you know, levels. And, um, and then you, you also have to walk so slow. And this was the hard part that was maybe one of the hardest is that the pace that they have you set, um, teaches you a lot of patience, but it also will help you in the end because if you were to go faster, um, you may not summit, the chances of you summiting would be a lot harder because you have to make sure that you can acclimate to, you know, the elevation that you're at. And there was a lot of altitude sickness and my son Gavin got sick day two and was very, very sick, could not keep any liquids or food down. And that just is not, doesn't work. You know, you have to have so much energy to get up. And um, so there was a point maybe day four where we had to decide which one of us, Kevin or I, would turn around and go back down with Gavin because it got to that point where he wasn't well enough to keep going. And and uh, it was hard because you want to do this as a family. You want to accomplish this huge goal that you've worked so hard. I mean, we hiked for a year up to the, leading up to this to try to make sure that we were ready. And he was so ready and he just some got some bug and couldn't keep anything down. But he persisted. He said, I'm not going down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I will do it. I'll just keep going. And so our guide said, all right, we'll give it a shot, you know, do the best we can. And so we did, and we pushed forward and we kept going and it, you have to go up and then you have to come back down a little ways to acclimate, which is frustrating. And you have to be very patient and then you go back up and then you come back down and, and so there's a lot of time to think about things and reflect and and um it was a great time to just you know there's no there's no screens you're just talking and you're talking about everything and you're getting to know things about your kids that you may not have even known and and we talk about food all the time what we want to eat when we get down because whenever we go to foreign countries you're like I want a cheeseburger but so a lot of time is spent on that. But anyway, Gavin did awesome. And one of the guides was just like, he was just his little angel. And he helped Gavin. And there were times he probably picked him up and carried him when Gavin felt like he couldn't go anymore. And he was holding him from back behind, holding onto his shoulders and just like walking each step with him. And... You know, I don't know that I could have done that because I was trying to get myself up 
and it was hard. And for my husband, it probably was, it, I know it wasn't as hard because that's just how he is. But I said, you, I have to focus on getting myself up. You make sure these kids get up so that we all make it because I've got to dig deep right now and I've got to go to a place where I've not been before in order to get up to this place. So um, the night of the, of the summit, we went to bed in our tent um, pretty early. We got a few hours of sleep and then got a knock on our tent. I don't know, maybe one or two in the morning and saying, okay, time to get up. Let's start walking, have some oatmeal. And that was hard. Just getting out of your freezing cold tent, you know, getting out into the weather and, and starting that walk. And just the wind was, it was strong enough to push us over. And we were just head down headlamps continue this pace just keep walking just keep walking we'll get you there we're gonna do this and we did it I mean it's it's a pretty emotional thing because it was this really hard thing we did and we had a goal that we wanted that we set and we did it as a family and there were times when we I didn't want to do it I wanted to go back down and I was mad at Kevin because he made me do this, you know, but he knew I could do it. And so he said, you've got this. Let's just take a minute. We'll just keep going. And those guides were amazing. They sang to us, um, the whole way they sang to us that night and just, you got this, you know, you can do it. So we did it. We got up, we saw the sunrise, we got up there. And as soon as we got up there, you just are overcome. I was overcome just by, uh, just doing this as a family and, and accomplishing something so amazing and so hard and being together and um, it was really special. And then you have about 15 minutes to enjoy and then you have to move because it's freezing and you can't even take any skin. If any skin's exposed, you could get in trouble. So you just have to enjoy it, take a thousand pictures and then start hiking back down. And uh, so we got our pictures and then you're back at it, you know? And at that point, your legs are jello. My legs were jello, and it was it was rough, but it took us about a day and a half to get down. So five and a half up, one and a half down, and and it was great. It was an adventure I will never forget, and my kids will never forget. And so, yeah, that, it was awesome. That is an amazing adventure. And I, as you're telling that story, I just think that is so much like, your adventure up that mountain was, is like life that, you know, you, you set this goal as a family and it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to be hard. You've, you've done some preparation and some, and sometimes there's struggles and you'll fall. You need a guide, but you've set this amazing goal and you did it together as a family. I can't imagine what that felt like up there. I wish I could experience that, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> adventurous or brave enough to do that, but it was very, I mean, I felt very close to heaven at that point, you know, it was beautiful. I think we do, though, Lynette, I do think that we have experiences like that that are not on the mountains. For example, I think in my life, um, an experience that I can kind of relate to like that was the first time I went to the temple with one of my children and I saw one of my offspring in the temple with me and he was in white and that was, that was victorious. You know, I just yes. felt like 
even though it was just a few moments long, it was something that was just, it made everything, all the struggles to that point to get that child to that place just so worth it. So I, I, it reminds me a little bit of, is it Gordon B. Hinckley that talks about the quote that life is like an old time rail car. I'm going to totally ruin this quote, but he talks about how, you know, we go basically up and down, you know, hills and valleys and everything else. And there's, it's, you know, there's hard, hard, hard things. And then every once in a while, we're blessed with this beautiful view. But for the most part, we're kind of just doing the hills and the valleys all the time of life. And just, I think the secret is, um, I, in fact, I think Gordon B. Hinckley says is that the secret is, is to enjoy the journey and to know that those moments are rare and we'll have maybe just a handful in our entire lives, but the journey is part of the greatest part of the learning, right? I mean, I can imagine you go back to that every once in a while when you're confronted with something really, really hard and you're like, we can do this as a family. Yeah. We know we can do hard things as a family. For sure. Yeah. So I, I love that. And hats off to Gavin, you know, that he yeah, persevered, he... says so much about the strength of his character. Right. And he'll have that forever. So if he's ever down on himself or struggling to get through college or whatever, you can say, hey, I know I who this. you are. I've seen it before. I know what you can get through. Yeah, and we're each other's cheerleaders, right? You just, his brothers all wanted him to get up. You know, you got this, Kev. We can all do this. And I think it helps when you have other people cheering you on and wanting you to succeed, you know, in things and supporting you. I love that. It also reminds me of the podcast we did last week with Megan Landon. You know, her journey to get free of substance abuse her addictions, it required her family, a whole team of people that kept persistently encouraging her on. You got this, you got this, you got this. And it was the hardest thing she's ever done. But now she's several months without um, those chemicals that she was addicted to for so long. And that's that's victorious. Right. That's a mountaintop. That's teamwork. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell us about some more of your adventures. I am just spellbound. I just totally want to be a Bradburn. Will oh, you please adopt me? Sure. Come on. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's awesome. I'll take care if of the dog. If we could travel again, this would just... <laughs> oh, yeah. What, we're struggling the, right now. Where's we the first place that you want to go? Yeah. I don't, I'm, my husband wants to do Patagonia and uh, I don't know. A, there's a long list, but there'll be many more adventures. So we're excited. Awesome. I did um, hear on the news last night that President or um, Governor Cox is predicting that by Fourth of July we'll be gathering without masks. So, yay! Traveling hopefully is so we can travel. Yes, I'll travel with a mask if I have to. I just want to travel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in twenty, let's see which adventure do I want to tell you about. Probably about five years ago, or maybe four years ago, we got to travel to Peru. And we did uh, maybe a five or six night um, hike, you know, tenting it along the, somewhere in the middle of Peru. And with the gui with guides, of course, and with the rigs, of course, they're kind of our travel buddy family. But um, just loved 
my favorite part, and I've been to a lot of places in the world, a lot of big cities, and and my favorite places to travel is these little small villages where you just see the people and you just, they're beautiful and they're, their skin is worn and they've worked hard and they love life, you know, and they're just, and that's just the best. It's the best to just see that. And, and anyway, we got to experience that as we took off from a town in Peru and travel along for five or six days camping and finding any place we could to wash our hair along the way. If the stream was somewhat cold, not freezing, but um, and just to be, you know, even if you've ever been camping anywhere, just up in our mountains, it's just something beautiful about being outdoors and seeing the stars and knowing that you're in this beautiful creation. And, and I think just for us doing it as a family is just so special. And Lola did this. Lola didn't get to do Kilimanjaro with us cause she was just a three, but so she was here. She rode a, a small horse for part of the way cause her little legs just wouldn't travel for five days on foot but um yeah just hiking along and and learning you know talking with your guide and learning about their life and then when we got to the the town we were going to um and this town had had electricity two years previous to us getting there for the first time and so they you know they didn't know much about any electronics or any internet none of that stuff so when we got there we helped to finish build a school classroom and in the little the little school in the middle of town and we all got there and painted and finished this classroom and then we had brought in laptops and cameras to offer and give as a gift to the the community there to the classroom and all the townspeople came out and you know the villagers they were all watching us and they were so excited and and we got it all finished painting and then we presented them with these computers and then again my kids and this is the best part just watching your kids being able to take the pictures of these kids and then showing them how to upload their photo onto the screen and their eyes just light up they cannot believe I mean they're seeing themselves some of them for the first time and they just laugh and giggle and think this That's is the, the cutest best thing in the world. Thing Seriously, I wish in the world so to watch. Bad it could have been there. It's Aww. so beautiful, and just the joy that it brings them, and the joy that it brings us to be able to let them experience something like that. That to us, we take for granted. You know, we go to school every day. Kids complain, "Do I have to go to school?" But they just have barely had the opportunity to have a computer for the first time, and. So it was a great experience to be able to provide them with that. And um, we played soccer. They destroyed us at the soccer game. We thought we were all cool because some of our kids had played soccer. No, they they didn't do any. They, they couldn't play anything compared to these kids. But um, it's just the best to be with them and to, you know, just talk with them. A few of, a few of our group could speak Spanish somewhat, and so they we try to speak and they laugh at us, they make fun of us. And it's all just in such good fun and so great. So after the soccer game, the town all started to kind of come into the school, you know, this little group. And they all kept, they all started bringing food and food and more food and more food and musical instruments. And they were 
they played a huge, it was like a band parade and they had us dance and all the women would take our, my sons by the hand and they would have them dance around. It was just so, just so much joy. You know, it was, it was a long few days to get there, a long hike, you know, you hike all day, you get in a tent at night and you're exhausted and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. But this is why it's worth it because of the experiences that you have when you get up there and you can be with these, these amazing people. And so then they gave us, they provided these huge plates of food for every person and they were huge plates of food and we weren't sure what most of the food was and they had spent their whole means, I mean, they'd probably saved up for weeks to make these, this meal for us, knowing that we were coming and they had sacrificed so much and so we felt like we really needed to eat it and it was so hard to eat it. <laughs> I think We think it was maybe guinea pig, that's their kind of their specialty there and we had seen some guinea pigs running around on our, on our trek in. So that was <laughs> interesting, but it's just all such a wonderful experience to have. And, and my kids will never forget those times. Um, anyway, to be able to experience that with them. So a couple questions. Were you scared to put your head in the water? Like I have this fear <laughs> of like being in like different countries where you don't I'm know scared what's in the water. Of, I'm scared of the water. I'm like, what if a snake like jumped out and got your head? Yeah. Um, yeah, that didn't cross my mind. Okay, good. That's but just my fear alone. Mine was like, can my hair be any more greasy? I need to dump yeah. it somehow. <laughs> and what did you tell yourself to, to eat the, the Guinea stuff on your yeah. plate? Like, what do you tell yourself? You have to dig deep. And you got this. Like, do you have to like pump yourself up? Oh, and I... Luckily, I have teenage boys, and we could just, you know, secretly oh, pass keep passing the plate <laughs> and, like, switching. And my son, Cole, I don't know how many plates of food he ate, sweet oh, thing. My He's goodness. just like, oh. But it was amazing. It was funny. We laughed. We just, we laughed. We cried. All the emotions are all part of the whole experience. It's just wonderful. Oh, I love that have. you said that. All of the emotions are part yeah. of the experience. It, it, it yeah. has to be. It's it, Exactly. You have the highs and the lows, and that's what creates these bonds and the connection as a family. You know, of course, nothing's, you know, everything's not going to be peachy all the time. It's just not. And it's, and when it's not, you help each other out. You're each other's cheerleaders, and you lift each other up, and you get through, and then you have these great experiences. And speaking of, we got to then after that, spoil ourselves and go hike Machu Picchu. And so that was just like sort of this, and I don't know, you know, when you think about these trips, like what's the most, what's the most amazing thing? Is it going to see Machu Picchu, which was so incredible and stunning. And you just, this like, Oh, it's just amazing to see, but seeing the kids faces when they see their face on computers and playing soccer with them, that's right up there, you know? Yeah. So you know, we, so Chad's a dentist and so we, and we've tried hard as a family to connect with humanitarian um, efforts through that, through that profession. And so one of our goals has been to take each child at least once on a humanitarian trip. And the thing that I have loved so much is 
that that language barrier it's like you it doesn't matter because there's that connection through the heart mm-hmm. and the spirit and that that overcomes everything i yeah, love that i agree that the language of love yeah it's just yeah i mean we've been to places where we don't understand a single word but when you just see the little lady in Italy in Positano, like sitting there and you just want to know her story, you know, you just, it's just amazing. It's, it's awesome that we've been able to, to just see that and be a part of it. That's so amazing. I'm so glad that you would share those experiences. I know my husband um, has shared with me at times about, he had about a year and a, a year about a year he lived in Tonga and his family lived there, I want to say five years. So they got that, uh, just a, a completely different cultural experience. And, and the people where they, on, on the island in Tonga were so, so very poor, same type of a thing. I mean, they just had nothing. And so my husband and his family were able to just really learn to appreciate a completely different culture and way of living and, and just, you know, the kind of the joke became that the church is true everywhere, you know, with all cultures, with all people. And I think another way to say that is, you know, just that the that God is with all people all over the world, you know, whether or not they're members or not, just the light of Christ that shines in the in the eyes of the people and that it's not about things. It's about um, families and, and communities and finding joy and creating, you know, food and livings. I mean, it's the same all over the world. We're all Heavenly Father's children. And um, what just totally sacred experiences that, that you had as a family. It makes me want to find right now more opportunities for to have my kids have those experiences. And even though we can't be traveling, we've got justserve.org. Mm-hmm. Um Every once in a while we have the, what is it, where we take the breakfast casseroles just recently? Oh, the Food and Care Coalition. The Food and Care Coalition, things like that. Just any opportunity we have to serve. And of course we have the the websites for refugees. We've done, um, our family has done quite a bit for just refugee drives and stuff like that the last few years. So there's opportunities all around us, even if we feel like... Oh, close by. Close by, if we feel like we can't travel or we're limited in some way and, and don't travel or anyway. So I feel inspired and I love Yay. what you shared and I would love to see pictures. I could just, I'm sure with all the adventures you've been oh, on, just yeah. listen to you for hours. There's yeah. I mean, there's some emotional, it'll make me emotional to look through and you know, those experiences are just, they're priceless. The, the one of my favorite memories of, our Kilimanjaro hike was coming into camp every night and having our guides and our porters, um, who by the way are like superhuman because they run up and down Kilimanjaro like nothing, like they're just walking flat and they have all of our gear. I don't know how they do it, but they do. And anyway, we walk into camp and they have, they're singing to us and they're welcoming us to camp in Swahili and it just like... (laughs) Like you feel the Savior's love, like he's welcoming you, like here you are, you've done, you did it. They're cheering us on. They're clapping every single day. 
Like you can do it. You did a hard thing today and you can do it again tomorrow and we're going to be with you every step of the way. They're cheering us on. And those are like the angels that are just, you know, around us all the time. And um, so when, when we go back and look at those videos and when my kids go out and start dancing and cheering with those, those people in Africa, it is something special. And the last day when we came in and they sang, I just had tears, you know, we did it. We did a really hard thing and it, it has, you're right. It's taught us as a family that, you know, we go through trials now, we're going through trials now and there'll be trials that we still go through. And, but we know we can do it because we've done it before, you know, so you can find joy in the journey, even though it's super hard. Sometimes it's always worth it. And the reward at the end is amazing. It's just, I'm just grateful that we were able, that we were able to do it, you know. And even if you have to go really slow, yes, or have somebody pushing you from behind, or the encouragement of a friend, in this case your husband, it's it's all possible. It is. And you probably never thought you could do it, but like you said, your husband knew you could do it. My husband did know I can do it, and now I have my mom calling and saying. What's your next adventure? And her tune's changed a little bit oh, now because awesome. I said, Mom, remember when you cried and I drove away in the Volkswagen? She's like, I know. <laughs> I just love Kevin. And she's always grateful when we get back home. We know we've survived another Kevin adventure. But um, she loves it. And it's, it's, been a, it's been an adventure. And I'm sure there'll be many more years of doing it. Kevin has a lot of things in store for just the two of us. And I'm not sure. I'm like, remember, I'm getting a little older now. Things are going to get harder. <laughs> but he has a lot of big ideas and I'm grateful because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had any of these experiences had I married a different person that hadn't, didn't live in, in the church, in the parking lot, in a bus with a dog and a roommate. And bathed at the field house. I mean, come on. Wow. <laughs> Nobody would great. know that about Kevin. I'm so glad you shared it's that. Great. That's great. That's so I love it, and I'm grateful cool. every day for, for my life. I am. Wow. Well, you've given your family and your kids such a gift of that time and memories, and I think it's a legacy that will continue on through them, even when you are too old, old to... Yeah you know, get to the top of that mountain. I'm sure we'll be doing it when we're 90. Even yeah, you'll probably just a have a Sherpa or something yeah. carrying <laughs> on your back. <laughs> I'm all about that. But but yeah, I mean, even now our kids are are doing, you know, already doing the things that my husband did. I mean, Cole would live in a bus all his life if he can. So it's great. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing today, Ange. You're so welcome. It's been just seriously so delightful. I'm really fired up to go make some adventures. I could listen to more and more stories. But <sighs> My kids better be we'll nervous. We'll go create them. Because <laughs> I'm thinking something really cool, but not living in a bus. I'm not there yet. <laughs> oh, I know. It can actually be super fun. But I'm like, let's live in a bus and then we'll, for a week and then give me a hotel for a night, give me a nice bath, a shower, and then I'll go back, you know. As long as I, I can't go a month anymore without a shower. That's just silly. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Ange. You're welcome. It was so fun.